0: this episode has been brought to you by made with rage made with rage is a black british owned etsy store selling harry potter and star wars face masks perfect for this current times swimwear bags and loads more all products have been handmade with love and care and bespoke requests are welcome to find out more click on the link in the description or visit etsy.com slash made with rage
1: zero you said you'd come now let hope you're not too late.
2: Come
0: on, come on. Hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason. I am the host of the show, as you all know by now. And um, welcome! Thank you for joining us. If you joined us for the first time, uh, here we talk movies, video games, comic books, TV shows, and all of those great pop culture things that we love. Now. Uh, this recording that you're about to hear is one that we recorded via an online app called Stereo, uh, which allows for live broadcasting and for live broadcast recording and allows you to interact with your audience as well. Um, this was our first time using the Stereo app. And um, we decided to record something that just gives people a little flavor of what we do here on the main podcast and kind of introduces those who don't know us to um, to us and, and to the kind of things that we love and, and what we do, really. So, um, yeah, you're going to hear uh, myself and Rich uh, talking a little bit about um, kind of our backgrounds and, and how we kind of got into geek culture and things like that so for those of you who've never heard those stories before then hopefully this will be informative for you. Um, The Stereo app is something you can download both on iOS and on Android. Uh, It's uh, available now, Um, it's been going for about a year Uh, but as I said we recently kind of discovered it and thought we'd check it out as a, a way of kind of interacting with people and the cool thing with Stereo is you can um, interact with your audience directly. Uh, you can record like messages while you're listening and send them to us, and, and we can play them back during the recording and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of potential there for things to to do and for you guys to get involved with us on that. So if you do have the Stereo app, just search for Wulong Talks on there, and you'll find us. Um, I'll see if I can add a link as well to the description of this podcast so that you could um, follow the link and, and get involved that way as well. But otherwise, without further ado. Here is me and Rich.
2: Cool, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, nice man. What's new, man? What's What's the latest? What's been happening? Um,
0: not a whole hell of a lot movie-wise, but loads like just life-wise, isn't it? It's It's just been one of those mm. um it's been one of those kind of months, really, where everything and nothing has has happened, but um. Yeah, it's been kind of wild. It's been kind of wild, mm. but there's been quite a few um, little movie bits and, and that I've been able to see, and like kind of anime shows and stuff that I've caught up with, and, and all of that. So we'll, we'll definitely chat about that Um yeah. forward as well.
2: But um, yeah, it's been
0: good. It's been all right. It's been all right. How about you?
2: Yeah, I mean that same thing. I've just been just been plodding along. Um, I've, been, I've stepped up my training a bit, so I've incorporated quite a bit of boxing training into my home training, you know, trying to stay active and, you know, fit and, you know, lively mm. during this whole lockdown. Yes, yeah, so I've just stepped that up. Um, trying to do a few more things just to put my, take myself out of my comfort zone physically. Um, start taking cold showers. May not seem like a lot to some okay. people, but it makes all the fucking difference. Yeah, man, so, so I do like a normal shower. As normal, it's like supposed the to slow my um, like blood,
0: isn't it?
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, and I can feel a difference. Like today was the first day, literally, where I had the hot shower, put the cold one on, and I was under there standard, just just mm. washing myself. And I was like, but like, like it was that sense of achievement. But I'm just like, okay, cool. How long can I do this for now? So, but yeah, but you just my my muscles and my body just feels. It just feels looser, like I don't feel stiff or anything like that, man. It's, cra- it's crazy. It's cra- it's really, mm. it's really mad. Uh, so, yes, it uh, so is. Yeah. Yes, it so is. that. So, yes, so I'll say if you get the chance to do it, definitely give it a go, man. Definitely give it a go. Mm. It's not easy, but um, definitely give it a go. Um, and, yeah, man, obviously just a, the same old usual apart from that, playing the computer games, um, watching TV, watching the films, Falcon with the Soldier. You know, so yeah, you know, one um, division ended a little while back. Then we got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, movie wise, we got Kong versus Godzilla. So I watched that yesterday. Um, what else, man? There's there's a few things. Atlanta. I finished Atlanta finally, which I clearly believe is like is like one of the best shows that's ever been written. And like Childish Gambino is, he's a genius, man. Childish Gambino. Um, he's up there with like Michaela Cole in regards to his writing and I was really really impressed and I'm actually glad I've waited for quite some time because I know that I think the third season is coming out probably towards the end of this year and I, and I can hold on I, can I hold think they've for, just like,
0: gone day. back into pre-production um, or yeah. not even to pre-production they've, they've just gone back yeah, into no, filming, filming the, they,
2: yeah, yeah, to filming Yeah, they tweeted out
0: a photo so um, yeah, 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 yeah they're just going back into it now
2: yeah so that means I'm not going to have to wait as long whereas like if I'd finished the second season the wait would have been a little bit longer. So, yeah, so, you know, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really excited for that. Cool, cool.
0: Well, yeah, um, yeah. I think basically we should kind of use this um, recording just to introduce ourselves a little bit, I guess, um, because we're, we're new to this, so <laughs> the people who will be listening to this won't, won't know anything about kind of us and, and who we are. So for those of you who mm. are listening, um, welcome. Welcome. This is Wulong Talks. Uh, We are a podcast based out of London in the UK. Uh, We've been going for um, many years now, I I guess about five years, I want to say. Um, Is it five years? Yeah, about five years. Yeah, yeah, it's about five years, isn't it? What we do is we talk uh, movies, comic books, gaming, TV shows, um, all kind of things, pop culture, and we do that through... Uh, our experiences with those things Um, we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves basically and and try and give you a a sense of who we are and and how we kind of got into this I guess Um, you know Rich mentioned a lot of different kind of shows and stuff at the top and they're kind of typical of the the type of thing that we would talk about on the main podcast Um, and we'll probably do some housekeeping at the end to to let you know kind of where you can follow us on social media and and how you can check out uh, the audio podcasts that we do as well. But um, yeah, as said, welcome. Um, we are two guys from from London. We've known each other. Um, God, how many years is it that we've known each other, Rich?
2: Well, I mean, like I said, we always go through this, and I always, you know, just have to remind you where we met. You were better in that class with that lesson than I was, which was maths. Um, so I leave the calculations up to you, but I can tell when we met, and that was in 1995.
0: Right. Oh, bloody hell. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so yes. Do, do the maths, man. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that will tell you how long its it's been uh, that we've been in each other's lives. So, um, yeah, we kind of, as, as Rich said, we, we met in... Um, GCSE maths, so we were both doing retakes in um, Six Form College, um, and you know it was both of our loves of uh, geek culture and, and pop culture that kind of brought us together. Really, um, in those yeah. early days, uh, we used to go to the comic book store together. And I used to go with Richard every what was it? Every Thursday we'd go. And, and for the um, run, every,
2: Thursday? Yeah, yeah, I think it was every yeah, I think it was every Thursday, and then because yeah, now it's every Wednesday. See, so it was every mm, Thursday mm, you'd, you'd go there. Yeah, yeah back then, because the what it was, comics that, day would have been yeah. Thursday,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, every Thursday, so well, Avalon Comics. Mm. Yeah, shout out to Avalon Comics, man. Mm. Bloody hell, that's long gone now, unfortunately, I think, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think. yeah, they closed down in the early... No, probably mid, mid to late 2000s. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it was just one of those stores where I, I never, I never imagined that it was, was, ever gonna, ever gonna crash. But once again, I mean, like the listeners out there, everyone who's, who's a comic book fan, if you've only just started, let's say, the last ten years or anything, the industry itself has had some ups and downs, man, some big ups and downs. Mm. There's, a, there's, there's, a reason why Disney own Marvel now, and it's not because Disney were always. I mean, it's not because Marvel were always doing so amazingly like how they're doing now. There was there was a point when the industry itself was about to collapse, the comic book industry, and mm. um, so, so yes, yeah, so I'm just I'm just assuming that you know Avalon at that point just weren't able to uh, you know stand the heat, where you know mm. when, when they turned up the fire, so um, yeah, so they mm. they were one of the casualties. Virgin Comics or Virgin Megastore was um, was a casualty in that as well. They used to sell comics in Virgin stores, alongside music mm. and everything else, so.
0: Yeah, there's um, yeah. been a lot of change since we um since we kind of met each other and started kind of um collecting together and, and watching movies together and talking about them and gaming together. There's mm-hmm. been so many things that, that have, have become different, you know, and uh unfortunately, yeah, the comic book industry as a whole is, is one that, that kind of seems to be permanently teetering on the brink of, of collapse and has been as Rich said since the late kind of um since the end of the 2010s really it's it's been struggling um and you know the industry is trying to adapt to the different things that are going on but it's not easy because you're you're in a competitive market now um you know a very competitive market there's lots of things competing for for people's time and and money and uh comic books are, are having to fight hard to survive but uh, they're still there for the moment, so we won't sign there um and, and write their obituaries just yet. But <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that that's kind of going on from there, man. A lot of things that are going on, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess individually we could kind of talk a, a little bit about ourselves. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm Jason, I usually host the audio podcast. Uh, I also do a lot of the post production on the podcast as well, so I will do kind of the editing and and kind of adding the music and stuff like that. And I generally will manage the um, uh, social media stuff that we do as well on on Twitter and Instagram and such. Um, As said, we'll do some housekeeping at the end and and let you know where you can find us on those platforms if uh, you are on those and interested in following us. Um, I have kind of been into this world for as long as I can remember, really. Um, I guess dating back to as far back as kind of cartoons and, and kind of, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and, and being a fan of those as a child growing up. Um, we, you know When I first started reading, um, aside from kind of like banners and mash books and things like that, I started reading um, Asterix and Obelix uh, and their adventures. Uh, Tintin um, was one of the, the things that I started off with. And then as I started to get a little bit older, um, sort of hitting like sort of eight, nine and ten was when I started to kind of get into comic books. And, and that's when I started to read uh, Spider-Man. Um, uh, what else would I have read? The Incredible Hulk. Uh, I read a lot of. Um, I went through my DC phase as well, I was into Green Arrow and um, Suicide Squad. Those were kind of the two big things that I really loved. Uh, reading during that that kind of period and and growing up and stuff so yeah there was um, quite a few things that that I got into and then um, I guess the love just kind of grew from there really and um, as technology progressed and as we started to get different things uh, to read you know they they, I kind of picked those up pretty quickly and um, was a big fan of, of, of that sort of stuff and And now, many, many, many years later, here we are with a podcast talking about these things. So, um, yeah, you know, I I guess this is the natural progression for for how we kind of get here. Um, Rich, why don't you um, tell people a little bit about yourself as well?
2: Okay, cool, man. Yeah, name's Richard. Uh, So, hence the reason why Jay calls me Rich, because it just makes sense, as opposed to calling me Rich, because Rich is short for Richard as opposed to Dick, which I've never really understood why people who are called Richard get called Dick. Um, I mean, that's just a bit of, like, just wild talk there happening. But, yeah, I've been, um, yeah, I'm, I'm Rich. Um, I'm Basically, I'm the other co-host of uh, Wulong Talks. And, uh, yeah, me, Jay set this up together. Where Jay is, like, the technical guy in regards to, you know, the, the machinery behind... Long talks such as like the editing and the social media and stuff like that i'd say i'm probably the i'm the wild ideas guy you know i'm the person who's probably gonna do something just a bit mad like talk about how or why people are called rich instead of dick when the first thing's richard but <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah but i'm that person you know you know what i mean but i've been into this culture <laughs> um long, yeah. longer than i can remember i think,
0: Yeah, I think, sorry to cut you, but I think um, to keep it relevant, the the best way to think of us is um, uh, Simpson and Bruckheimer, for those of you that get that (laughs)
1: reference.
0: Um, Rich is Don Simpson and I'm I'm Jerry Bruckheimer.
1: Um,
0: Mm, mm. Hopefully Rich won't die of a cocaine overdose on his toilet, but Mm -mm, mm -mm. um,
2: yeah. (laughs) And 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 if people still don't get the reference, I'm Jim Kirk and Jason is Mr Spock. Yeah, I think that's exactly Yeah, that's thing, yeah, I like. Yeah. That. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, much like Jason, I've been into this from like when I was from since I've been a kid. I remember uh, like really, really learning about comic books and paying attention to them when I was the age of five. But my mum has told me stories of basically how when I was about four years old, I just, I basically learned how to read, like, read, read. Like, you know, like like where Jason said, for example, that he loved his bags and mash books, like at such an early age, those type of books, I was so beyond them that they didn't interest me. Like I had to have something with a, a certain amount of words on, on the page and stuff like that. And um, and so my mum just used to buy me comic books and there was a point when she used to um, work nights and the only way to stop me from crying for, you know, when she used to go to nights is that she'd buy me a bag of chocolate. Of Cadbury's chocolate milk buttons, and they should buy me some comic books to read, and those are the only things that would soothe and comfort me. And um, and then yeah, but like I've just once again, like like Jason, never looked back. So you know, you know, on TV we had the cartoons of Incredible Hulk, Spider Man, Batman, and then you know you were able to get the comic books. And obviously back then that's when merchandise was really kicking in. So you'd have the T-shirts, you'd have the lunchbox, and all of this stuff. So it's one of those things where it's like. The stuff that we're able to get now we were able to get back then it just wasn't in such abundance but it's always been part of like my makeup of who, I, of who I've been so I've you know I've collected DC and Marvel I mean even at such a young age because I started to realize the types of writers that they were some writers didn't even interest me but I wouldn't be able to explain to you back then because I was young but there was you know it was to do with like the way car- character development was done in some comic books so like John Byrne writing for um writing for the x-men when he's oh the new x-men or like um marv wolfman writing for teen titans where you know showing teenage acts and stuff like that so it's one of those things where i really grew up with this being a part of my lifestyle especially when you were there were certain characters that also grew up as well so you've got like nightwing um you know becoming robin or being robin before he became nightwing and stuff like that so um it's just one of those things where it's like I can't imagine this culture ever leaving me and especially now we're like what I've this is like the would you call this the, the Renaissance age of comic books or of geek culture? Jason?
0: Um of the culture I would say, yeah. Um yeah the comic the culture, books, books yeah. I mean it, it's difficult it's for comics. as as we it, said, it,
1: it's
0: it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it you know, as as an industry they're they're struggling and they have been for, you know, over a decade now. Um and it, it, you know, it, it's tricky. It's tricky. It, it's a precarious time for them. But I think, in terms of the influence that comic books have had of, on other mediums, it's it's obviously huge and uh, yeah. you know and very present in our, our current popular culture. I mean, you only have to look at the success of the, the MCU and how how mainstream you know the, the the characters that they've used in their movies have have become characters, which in mm. some cases you know, from a comic book fan's point of view, are, are completely obscure. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, excuse me. Um, you know, they're completely obscure. So, so um, yeah, I think, you know, there, there's definitely a relationship in the culture as a whole. And, and that's, you know, what makes it such an exciting time for us to be a fan. I mean, you, you know, when me and you first met all those years ago and, and used to go to comic book shops and we'd kind of talk about kind of, fan casting movies and things like that I don't think Mm. back then if you know you told us that 20 plus years later there was going to be you know an an MCU in existence and that we'd get an Infinity Saga on the big screen um, a version of that on the big screen you know we probably wouldn't have believed it Um, Mm. even Mm. with you know if you want to talk about the X-Men franchise you know as much as we have our opinions on those movies um, would you even have believed that you would see X-Men films on the big screen? You know, again, back then, maybe not. But, um, you know, the success that the, the kind of the comic book has had in, in wider uh, mediums is, is what keeps it relevant in in the world today. So, um, mm. you know, we, we can mm. only hope that, I guess, um, you know, some of that success starts to rub off on the industry, which is obviously what, you know, the, the industry as a whole is is hoping for but you know even now we've got like new tv series like Invincible that's recently started that you know a lot of people are enjoying um you know that that's a great comic book series um and Mm. and now people Mm. are experiencing that for the first time I I had a conversation with my cousin the other day who's never read the books and didn't even realize that Invincible was based on a comic book so I kind of Mm. pointed that out to him and said yo you know go and check out the, the, the series if you like the show." But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it is very much a, a renaissance, as you said. So, um, yeah, I would agree with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's, that's me. So, like, I've, I've literally been a part, it's, it's been a part of me and it's never left me. Like, you know, like, I, I was never that kid that also liked football and stuff like that. Like, I've literally liked comics my whole life and, or hey, the or geek industry my whole life I've liked it all like the stuff that people mm. consider cool now like you know 10 20 years ago like you know it was the thing of like you do this like why, why would you do this but um, yeah but it was always part of me man and I'm, and I'm proud to be uh, to be one of those people that, that that stuck to my guns and like I'm, you know I never tried to shy away from it because mm. I've always just, well, I just mm. loved it man yeah loved it
0: yeah instead of as that that old saying goes the meek shall inherit the earth. It's the geek of the yeah, show at the air. But um, yeah, going back yeah. a little bit, um, what were some of your kind of favourite Saturday morning cartoons that, that you used to like? Because th- that for me kind of I went on a journey with that and that started to evolve. So I'm, I'm just curious as mm. to whether that kind of your, your tastes kind of evolved and, and changed as you started to get into comic books. So what What kind of the, the early sort of memories that you have of that and what, what were some of the favourites?
2: Well, my first, well, my favourite cartoon of all time, although I'm sure if I go back and watch it in a, in its full run now, it will be good for when it was made, but it might not stand up to the stuff that's out there now, G-Force Battle for the Planets. So, yeah. you know, so like, so that was, so that was one of my favourite cartoons. The Incredible Hulk... Uh, the 1980s um, cartoon, where Bruce Banner wore the same outfit every single episode. <laughs> as they, yeah. like, you know, like they did not have that much of a budget. Like he had a beige, yeah, maybe yeah. had the shirt, and then he had the mm. long wait, the, 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 the long wait and um white doctor's coat. The
0: trousers burgundy. They were,
2: weren't they? Yeah, the, the trousers are burgundy. Yeah, yeah, the trousers are burgundy. Yeah. And Rick Jones was like a some kind of like hillbilly cowboy who, who had a cowboy hat. And I was like. Wow, what's this? <laughs> like, I'm liking this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Wow!" Yeah, All right. for that. <laughs> um, but then at the same time as well, like I said, like where I learned how to read and stuff, I was always doing some form of research. So some of the these, some of the comic book characters that I was watching as you know, as cartoons as a kid, like people would be like, "Oh no, I didn't find about this character till later on." So I remember watching Shazam cartoons. And being like, oh my mm-hmm. god, like I need to know everything about Captain Marvel, Shazam. I'd like but then you talk to some people and they're just like, Oh, they didn't know Shazam from like Justice League, which is like a couple of years ago. But yeah, but I'd watch Shazam cartoons on, on VHS, I'd watch um Super Friends on VHS. Mm-hmm. Like I've mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so like those things they, they kept me going in regards to superheroes. I mean, yeah, the Transformers as well, Thundercats, those type of things. But yeah, but like but i said say that the ones in VHS were like the old school DC, the, the Marvel cartoons where the characters just move across the, pay, across the screen like cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, that and was the Battle for the Planets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool.
0: Do you remember where you used to watch GeForce Battle of the Planets? Was that on, um, would that have been on the ITV or, or BBC?
2: No, it was B- BBC One.
0: BBC One. BBC, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, BBC. One. Yeah,
0: just out of interest because I, I was just thinking because of the history of that animation and those characters. Um, yeah, you know, I was just interested whether the the BBC managed to swindle a bit of government money to pay for the rights to, to air that or or whether yeah, it, would it was crazy. Like like to like that, no. but, yeah, yeah, I'd actually like to know.
2: Yeah, I'd really want to know who was working for the BBC in the early eighties who said, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna make, we're gonna bring some, you know, show some cartoons to kids and stuff." And they've got all these educational programmes in the UK because, you know, we're the UK and we're not fucking America. No offence. Like, you know, we've got, like, you know, um, the Wendy House. Like, they, we had shows that really showed you how to, you know, learn stuff, right? And then you just <laughs> got this random person. They're just like, yeah, so what do you want to propose for 4 o'clock on a, you know, on a Wednesday afternoon when the kids come that they can watch? <laughs> like, yeah, there's this cartoon, man, right? Yeah, and it's five kids and they fly this bird where it's like a plane, but it can change to a flaming mm. bird. No, I haven't been smoking. No, I haven't been sleeping <laughs> No, we can show this to the kids, mate. I'm telling you. Like, like, I want to know who that guy was, because I'd like to mm. shake his hands. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very interesting to see, because, I mean, when, when when I think back, um, you know, kind of the, the, the very earliest, earliest, earliest thing that I can remember... Um, that would be relevant to now would be Super Friends. So, I remember Super Friends
1: mm.
0: and, and mm. watching that. Um, for those that don't know, that was a very early kind of version of Justice League, I guess. Um, yeah. it, although it wasn't really the Justice League, it was uh, quite a smaller group, but it was Superman, mm. uh, Batman and Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um, and the
2: Wonder, and that Twins, and the Wonder cool. Twins,
0: and the Wonder Twins, sorry, apologies, yeah, yeah, the Wonder
2: Twins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um. And you know that that was um that, that was pretty cool. That was uh, was it? Hanna Barbera that produced that cartoon. Yeah yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Hanna Barbera.
2: Yeah. Basically, they made they made the they made the Super Friends to literally appeal to the kids because the Justice League at that point didn't have the Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins were put in to appeal to little boys and little girls to go out and buy the toys. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's, that's mm-hmm. like, so, like so. But at the same time. The show did what it said it wanted to do, like it appealed mm. to. So, like I remember watching the, the Super Friends. Like I remember you watching it as well. It's like you, you almost felt like you were one of the Wonder Twins going on their adventures because, like, you'd never seen a sidekick like that on some of the cartoons. You know, where where yeah, they were so prominent yeah, yeah. in the stories. Yeah, man. Mm.
0: Mm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Super Friends would probably be the earliest memory. But I remember, you know, there was definitely kind of the period where, firstly, where I was into He-Man, and I absolutely loved He-Man. <laughs> He-Man was my thing. Um, used to have all yeah. the toys. I mean, the, the other day I was telling Rich about how um, when my mum used to take me shopping on a Saturday, um, and we'd go to British home stores, they used to sell, and this is how old <laughs> we are to, to anybody British who's listening. Um, yeah, we used to go to British home stores, um, and... They used to have a really good toy section in there, uh, and they had all of like the the, the kind of uh, He-Man toy range there. And I used to just literally, she would just leave me there, go pick up a few bits, cause she, and she'd know I wouldn't move, so it was fine yeah. for her to just leave me at that bit, go around the corner, pick up whatever bit she needs to get, and then come back and get me. Um But the pest power was real. So like I, I won't lie, like I'd look at that and I'd be like, I need this. I need this in my life. I need that in my <laughs> life. I need that man at arms in my life. I need that T in my life. I need that evil lid in my life. I need the Beast Man in my life. Like, and I'd just be like, no, I need all of these figures. Mm, um mm. so yeah, you know, He Man was was big. Then from He then when they launched She-Ra, uh, I kinda got into She-Ra as well. Um I never mm. had any of the She-Ra toys, but I, I did used to watch the cartoons, so I'd watch He Man because mm. there was a period where they'd show them back to back, so they'd show He Man and then She-Ra. So so I started watching Shira, and I've got into that as well. That was cool. Um, and then from there, you you really kind of got this explosion on British TV where you just get loads of, of different types of cartoons. Um, and you know, some of the ones I got into were Transformers, obviously, which has had a, a massive impact on me. I'm still a big like G1 Transformers fan to this day. Mm. Uh, I love G1 Transformers. Um, that we had that we had um, things like GI Joe, which didn't quite take off in the UK in the way that it did in America.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> it had it had its little moments, but only amongst mm. certain people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's because it was almost too American that that just like all is yeah. over here. Yeah, because we we, had, cause we had didn't to it. But yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Our ver- yeah. our version is Action Force. We would have liked mm. GI Joe just for the simple fact that. I li- I like G.I. Joe because I used to see it in the back of the American comic books, in the like the adverts. So mm. and obviously back then that's where like America was anything and everything. So that's why mm-hmm. I knew about G.I. Joe and I and I and I enjoyed G.I. Joe's because I saw it, I associated it associated it with everything else that I read that I enjoyed, Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, all that stuff. It was America. Mm. So actually mm. of course I never really took I never really paid attention to it. But yeah, but that, that was the, the UK equivalent. Just that yeah. like people same characters just renamed or something like that.
0: Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, um yeah, yeah, so G.I. Joe would have been one, um, what else would I have been into from that era? Uh, then there would have been things like Mars. Thundercats. Um, Thundercats, of course, yeah, I absolutely loved Thundercats. Um, again, that was one of those where it was like the of power was real. <laughs> uh-huh. So my mum, bless her, like she, she did the best she could to make sure that, that I had my Thundercats toys because... Yeah, I was a little shit when it came to that kind of stuff. Um, hmm. But, yeah, Thundercats was a big one. And then you had, a uh, said, Mask. Uh, then you had, like, um, the real Ghostbusters I was really into as well. Oh, yeah, Jeez. For a period. Yeah. Um, really loved that, that that cartoon. I loved it so much. And I hadn't even seen, like, the Ghost. I don't think I'd seen the Ghostbusters film at the time <laughs> that I started watching the cartoon. So I actually watched the cartoon first. And then oh, it wasn't maybe until another two years after that was when I actually sat down and watched the Ghostbusters film. So yeah, I was oh, wow. more exposed to the the, the cartoon first. Um, yeah. So then yeah, it was a bit of a shock when I watched the film, and the film was a, a little bit more adult than the cartoon. That I was like, yeah, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that would have been one. And then it, things like Centurions was um, a, oh, a wow. thing that I used to love. Galaxy Rangers as well. although That was yeah, very short-lived. Yeah. and That didn't last very long. But, even Cap- but even Captain Planet. Even
2: Captain Planet.
0: Captain Planet. Yeah, of course. That was another one. You know, like Captain Planet, we all love the theme song and, and the different mm-hmm. rings and the powers and what have you. So, yeah, there, there's, um, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, and that's just kind of scraping the top of the iceberg, really, because even... Things like Gem and the Holograms, I used to watch that. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, you know, it would be on. Um, my sister might be watching it. And so I'll be like, alright oh, oh, I'm going to watch it anyway. <laughs> and it was animation, yeah. Um, mm. And then, weirdly, I started to kind of get into Gem and the Holograms as well. Um, so, you know, to the point where I've seen the, the movies and stuff. And Josie and the Pussycats, I, I used to yeah, um, watch yeah. that as well. So, um, yeah, there were so many kind of, like, the, the Saturday morning cartoons that, that I grew up with and then from there you moved on to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, which I was big into for a while as well um, and the various kind of rip-offs of that like Biker Mice from Mars and Battletoads. Yeah. That that, that kind of Biker
2: stuff. Mice wasn't too bad you know? No it cartoon, wasn't yeah wasn't to too be bad. fair
0: Biker Mice was, was mm. actually quite well written it, it was it was very yeah. well written actually Biker Mice from Mars um, so yeah you know I, I, I did kind of get into that as well so so, yeah, you kind of had this this big, you know, world of, of, of different cartoons that, that we grew up on in in our generation and our kind of era. And I think that kind of, it didn't prime us for comic book reading because obviously in your case, you'd started way earlier than that anyway. But it mm. kind of, for me, it proved a, 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 a kind of fertile breeding ground for my love for these kind of things. And, and it kind of led me to go down the road of then starting to get interested in um, you know, movies and video games and, and various different things like that. So, so yeah, you know, we kind of had a, a, a rich, a rich vein of um, of, of TV shows that, that we grew up on and, and cultural things that, that we absorbed. So, it's amazing as well how many of these things are still remembered to this day, and and like people still talk about them, and you can still see them on YouTube and stuff, obviously. So you know, if you ever get bored, listeners, go and Google, you know, Saturday morning cartoons on YouTube and you'll see like a, <laughs> a flood of the kind of stuff that we used to watch um, going yeah, up. So yeah. so, yeah, some of them have said are, are well worth checking out. Some of them have aged a bit badly. <laughs> like I should mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. put that caveat in there. Um, you know, don't expect too much um, spectacular animation work although, in, in some of those. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> although some although them... I would say. <laughs> no, go, go, go. Go. We can say.
0: No, but I was going to say, you know, the, they are there are some that you know, if you can put them in the proper context of the time that they came out, then there's mm-hmm. still a you know a certain amount of enjoyment to be had, and and some of them were even quite advanced for certainly on mm-hmm. an animation level were quite advanced for the the period mm-hmm. that they came out. So,
2: mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, you know, it's worth it. But yeah, no, sorry, you go ahead, man.
2: Oh yeah, no, I was going to say, I can I can wholeheartedly say that. You know, one of the things that has aged well in all of those cartoons, and I don't care what anyone says, the theme tunes. Every single theme tune Mm, from the mm. cartoon in the 80s, I think is better than any theme tune from now. Like, don't get me wrong. I know that some people talk about, like, I know that Pokemon's meant to be, like, you know, one of the greatest theme tunes. If you, you know, if you want to be the best, whatever, then you've got them, and then you've got Dragon, Dragon, Ball. like, they're good and they're, like, probably the last few cartoons where they've got theme tunes where you're just like, yeah, that does it. But every single cartoon, every single cartoon, every single one had a banging theme tune because that Mm, shit mm. sold toys. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, as far as I'm concerned, the person who wrote all of the theme songs for the cartoons in the 80s that basically made you buy toys, it was one person. And his name was Peter Pied Piper. I'm telling you, like, he put a curse on <laughs> all of those tunes <laughs> that, we always had to, that we always had to purchase the toy. Like I said, Gem and the Holograms. What the fuck are you doing watching Gem and the Holograms? Mum, I'd, I'd like to have Gem. And she's looking at you like, what? Yeah, no, I need Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I'm making a band, Mum. <laughs> yeah, but I need Gem and the Holograms. And then, because like, cause they're going to perform to the Transformers in the crowd. <laughs> You're just like, that Pied Piper, he worked well, man. I'm being serious. Mm, like, yeah. um, yeah, so yeah. Every, all, those, all your listeners, if you've heard, obviously you know the Pokemon theme song, but go and listen to songs for the kids for the 80s, for, like, cartoons and stuff that, and every single song will be better than Pokemon, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, man. And you know what the secret was? 80s power ballads, baby.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> 80s
0: Guitarist. power ballads. Every single one that's used <laughs> was the 80s power ballads. <laughs> And it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. I mean, even now I'm, I'm sitting here while you're talking, and I'm thinking of like the mask theme chomps theme song because I, I yeah. didn't really yeah. like love mask, but I, I would watch it yeah. when it was on. But that yeah. theme song, bruv, was just come on, <laughs> like that. That's that's just if that doesn't get you motivated on a Saturday morning, I don't know what will. Um you, you, you know, know they've said that's me, not even an example of, of the best ones. Yeah, Galaxy Rangers is another one. Yeah. No guts, no yeah, glory. Galaxy Rages, that's um, Centurions. So bonkers. Yeah, the Centurions. <sighs> no, no, tell no, Centur- well.
2: Centurions, Centurions is kind of weak. Centurion it was kind of weak compared to the rest, if you think about it now. it just it well, it had didn't a theme song.
0: It didn't have as much yeah. lyrics, but the riff was was
2: yeah. good. Yeah, the, yeah, riff, the, was the riff was, was good, it's memorable.
0: And um yeah. Thundercats of course, as you as you mentioned before, oh, like what? <laughs> you can't beat that. Thundercats <laughs> was
2: like ACDC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it was um it was pretty incredible that what we had access to back then. So um yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um here's a question I've never asked you before, I don't think. Um so I thought yeah. this might be interesting just for uh, again for getting to Know us purposes for the listeners. Um, what's the first movie you went to go and see by yourself, like legally,
2: in the cinema? Yeah, yeah. It would have been Jurassic Park, the first one. Okay. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, would it be cool. Jurassic Park? Would have been the first film. I would. Is that is that the Jurassic Park or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Right. And that was basically yeah, and that was basically the first film I would have seen in the cinema by myself, as in like with a bunch with a, with a bunch of friends. And both films, coincidentally, I saw with two friends who were both called Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So you yeah, again, you probably started earlier than me because I the first film I can actually remember going to see by myself, like completely independent, no adults. I didn't even have any friends. I just went by myself. And that was mm. um, Speed. The f- uh, first oh, shit. Book.
2: So, hold on. The first time you went to the cinema by yourself was in 95? 94? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't actually been to the cinema by myself um, at, at that mm. point. If I went to the cinema, it was normally with... Um, either with an adult, um, generally my mum yeah. uh, or my stepdad yeah. on occasion, if I could drag him along. But, but generally... Mm. Um, or my older sister would have taken me. But... Um, but no, yeah, the first time I actually went by myself, like completely alone without adult supervision and stuff, was speed. Um, and I wanted to do oh. it because it was a 15 certificate film. I was 15, yeah. and I was like, yeah, yeah like I, legally now I can see this movie. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those listening that don't know, in the UK, um, the film classification is done by kind of age. Um, really, so it of slightly differs from the American system. So in the UK, you would have U, which is universal, meaning for everybody, uh, PG, mm-hmm. which is uh, parental guidance, um, basically meaning that uh, a child, I think it's under the age of 12, has to be accompanied mm-hmm. by an adult. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: 12, which is a, a fairly recent ish addition to the
1: classification, yeah.
0: um, and that was mo- movies that were suitable for 12 and over. Um, mm-hmm. fifteen would be PG been super- thirteen. No, no,
2: no do this. Be a PG thirteen as well. But that comes and goes. Well, really yeah, but more. that
0: that was kind of short lived in the UK, wasn't it? Really, they, they mm. switched it out because it was um, too confusing. So that's why they went with yeah. um, and, and used the age brackets instead. Um, but, but yes. Yeah, so, so fifteen would have be been 15, fifteen, and over eighteen would have been um adult. Uh, mm. Basically, an adult movie. Um, so when Speed came out, it was a 15 certificate. So, and they said I was 15 at the time, so I wanted to kind of go and see something that, you know, um, I could actually say, yeah, I've gone to see a, a, a big boy movie. I've got my big boy pants on now.
1: Um, <laughs> and I've
0: got to see a big boy movie by myself. So uh, this is when I, w- I lived in Peckham in, in southeast London, uh, for those of you that even know London that are listening. Um, and uh, the multiplex had only just been built for uh, about, it was only about a year and a half old at that point mm. um so it only just been built i can't remember which company owned it at that point i, but I think it was it was always an independence cinema. a master. it wasn't part of like the ched the big uk chains and, and still isn't to this day um which is cool but yeah i went to um the the multiplex by myself and was like yeah i'm going to spotty teenager me went up to, and I was like, Want to get for speed please um even though my voice had broken by them but still um and uh, yeah, I checked out Speed and I loved it. You know, I absolutely loved it. I loved, as much as I loved the movie, I loved the independence of being at the movies by myself and being able mm, to kind mm. of do that, that, that kind of thing for the first time myself. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it was a cool experience and, and a really good movie. And I, I think that's where I kind of got my crush on Sandra Bullock from as well.
1: Um, mm, yeah, so
0: yeah probably, oh yeah, standards. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Speed was, was the one for me. But um, but that's interesting. You went to see Jurassic Park. So, like, were you afraid at all of Jurassic Park? Did it scare you in any what? way?
2: Nah, man. Nah, like, listen, no. That listen. Like, you it is? Not I, it way.
0: scared me a little bit when I saw it. I was a bit like, there were some parts where I was like, oh my god. I was like, this is a PG. Like, there's a like a severed arm here and shit. But
2: mm.
1: but yeah, no, sorry. No, the
2: no. no reason being is because, like I said, I'd been like I'd been reading. There's so many years by that point, and it wasn't just comic books I was reading, I was reading all types of books. So, I was reading, like, you know, medical books, uh, you know, the Bible, um, then comic books, and you know, you know, 70s spy novels, where you know, Virginia Andrews. So I'd read so much, and at the same time, my mom used to make me watch films of it. so like, like, there were clearly films that I'd watched at a young age that I shouldn't have been able to watch. Like, I remember watching like, you know, Scarface, the, you know, the Al Pacino version. I remember watching, like, The Godfather being on repeat in the house. Um, Another really favourite movie of the family was um, French Connection with Gene Hackman. You know, like, you know, like, we... You know, so I always had those type of films rolling about in the house, and then you had a couple of horrors, uh, you know, then a couple of, you know, adult comedies, you know, like, with, like, Richard Pryor and stuff like that. So by the time I got to... You know, like, even going to the cinema by myself to go and see something like that Jurassic Park, I was like, yeah, this is it's just a film to me. It's not, It wasn't scary. I'd seen much scarier. Salem's Lot, <laughs> he's a scared life out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, but so, yeah, that, that independence of going to the cinema, I, I don't think it was even th- that big a thing for me. I don't know why. Because, uh, I, I don't know, I think maybe because I was just going like, yeah, I'm allowed to go and watch this by myself now, but I watch this all the time. So, yes, yeah, so mm. it was. I remember, I know it was more poignant than seeing my first movie by myself. My first date movie. I'll never forget that, man. That was just weird. To be quite
0: honest.
2: You don't I, remember I, your first date remember. movie? Nope. No, I really
0: don't. No, I, I know what it was. I do know what, what was it was. It, it was Titanic.
2: Um, titanic oh jesus man i keep up sleeping you started going somewhere by yourself late man
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i fell asleep in 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 titanic um because generally i didn't go on to on dates with movies in mind like if we went on a date it was generally like we'd go out um we'd go out to the west end we'd go to Trocadero i remember that um, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know, we we do like an an activity, like it would be like kind of skating or or this or that the other, mm. you know. Those were the kind of things. So I didn't really like take date because for me, movies was for me. Like, I, you
2: know, it weren't yeah, for yeah, me yeah, to yeah, share yeah, with yeah. somebody
0: else. Like that was my time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you weren't going to encroach on my world and, and come to well, a movie with me well, uh, well, back
2: well, I've got a funny story to but, tell you about that. That leaks into what you yeah. said. But, yeah. yeah. So, so but, um when you said that, oh, don't go, go. Mm.
0: No, I was just going to wrap up and say yeah. So it was Titanic, and I fell asleep after twenty six minutes or twenty seven minutes in, and got woken up at the end. And um, yeah, she was not impressed. You slept through the whole thing. Was that so? (laughs) uh, Yeah, but yeah, go on.
2: Yeah, um, no, my date movie was Maverick. With Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster... and oh, um, the Western, yeah, yeah. James Garner, okay. yeah, man. I love yeah, that, yeah. I love that film. That film's a wicked mm. film, right? So it was a double date with me my brother and his girlfriend, and my girlfriend, and the girlfriends were best friends. And obviously, like, this is the first date I've ever been on. We've gone there, we're watching Maverick, I think we saw it in Marble Arch, They used to be a cinema in Marble Arch, right? Although, no, in fact, it's still there. We went to go see it there, and... I was like, yeah, I'm going to go here to watch the film. So I watched the film, but like properly. Watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it from beginning to end, and then, <laughs> and then when we were allowed to go, like she would like my girlfriend or my ex girlfriend was was vexed me because I never spoke to it. But I just clearly could not understand. I was like, I don't understand why she's upset. We went to the cinema <laughs> to go watch a film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we watched the film. What does she want? And my brother's like, yeah, she wants you to kiss her. I was like, no, but we've come to the cinema to watch a film, bro.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, I'm sorry, madam. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, know if your intentions were were unpure, but mine were <laughs>
1: You
0: know, I, I've come here to enjoy the work that this filmmaker has crafted and has put on the big mm. screen. So that's what I'm here to do. Like you, I don't know what you're here for, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah no I totally relate to that <laughs> yeah totally relate to that man totally relate to that Um, one other question as well I mean we always kind of ask each other this but again for the benefit of people who are listening to us for the first time um, what are some of the kind of like go-to movies that so people can get a, a sense of the kind of things you like what are the go-to movies the, the things that you always kind of find yourself falling back on when um, you're in the mood for, you know, a type of movie or something like that? What what would be on the heavy rotation list
2: um, for a true Matrix? Matrix? Standard? Is the, like, I, I, I think I, I could generally argue that The Matrix is the best movie ever made, or one of the best movies ever made, because it ticks every single fucking box. You've got your romance, you've got your action, you've got your philosophical questions, it visually looks beautiful. You've got, you know, good music, um and, and music which is still stands the test of time now. Um you've got amazing performances yeah, brilliant from some people. Was... Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Like you've got amazing performances from some people who haven't really you know like who who were never who, who, who may not have been known then, but just from that performance alone, you're just like, you know what? You were built for this. You know, like is and then and then it t- yeah it's just yeah so let's put the same. The Matrix, definitely. If you want to get to know the type of person I'm like, The Matrix, just for all of those reasons above, and definitely not forgetting the martial arts, because that's a, that's, a, that's a deep part of me. i um, will probably say any of the Star Wars movies, the original trilogy, and the prequels. Um, so that, you know, once again ties into that, my, my love of science fiction, which I've been a big fan of since I was a kid as well, alongside reading the comic books and all types of books. I used to love 1960s, you know, sci-fi, 1940s sci-fi, you know, Return to the Forbidden Planet, The Invaders, The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits. I used to love in you know, Doctor Who. I used to love all types of sci-fi. I used to just, like, just soak it up like a sponge. Um, and then you've got classics, Like There's so many different classics that may not even be genres that I would generally rep, but I'd be like, you know, go and watch Thames of Endearment starring, you know, jack nicholson and i've forgotten the other lady's name like i love a good well-written family movie that might be more on the adult side and then you know but like you know because those are the films that i grew up with films like beaches one flew over the cuckoo's mm. Nest. you know like i think yeah, my mom yeah. made me watch quite quite a few heavy movies but like it's not um it's not basically garnered to any one genre i, I can watch them all but the main ones I do gravitate to are like sci-fi, uh, martial arts, and obviously, I reckon you could probably say now, the superhero genre, it, I reckon it's, it's a genre in itself, just for the same amount of the amount of money it's made for the film industry. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah, but, hell yeah, you know, right. yeah. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, hell
2: yeah. Right. But I, like, I like my horror as well. I like my, my, my well-written horror, you know. Um, I like films that, that make me think, so you can either get me with what's been written on the page and then basically spoken out of the of the actors' mouths. Or you can catch me something really visually stunning. Like, I'm that type of person that like I can... If the script's really, really bad, but visually it looks amazing, I can bypass that and, and look at it as a another medium of art that I can appreciate. So um, anybody who doesn't understand you know, Zack Snyder movies. So, like, you can either, <laughs> like, really pay attention to the good stuff he puts out there on the screen, but sometimes it can it can seem a bit too convoluted, but then visually it can be like, I can't be bothered to hear what he's gonna say. Let me watch this Amazon swing through the air in slow motion, holding a sword that's on, you know, that's being powered up by lightning. I can fuck with that. So so yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Thanks man. Um yeah, for me I guess it's 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 really strange because I kind of have like a long list of, of movies that I go to and they tend to vary in like genre tone style like wildly between each other like sometimes when I talk movies with people they, they're a bit bewildered because I'll switch from one type of film to another type of film to mm. another type of film and they'll be like hold on how have you put all of these kind of films in the same category as each other um, you know for me it's just about how kind of like a movie makes me feel really but um you know go-to's for me would be you know things like um City of God you know which is a film that I I just I absolutely love that film um I love you know everything about it I love the way it's shot I love the way it's written I love the way you know the characters interact with each other I love the story they're trying to tell I love the cinematography I love everything about that film um and incidentally, it's one of those films that I think is the, where the movie actually surpasses the book that it's based on because the book is, is good, but it's very, very kind of broad and there's like 20-odd characters that it's trying to follow all at once and it becomes mm. very convoluted at certain points, whereas the movie just cuts away all of the fat and te- tells you this core cool story of these four characters and shows you these four characters' journey um, and it works superbly. So... You know, City of God works for me. But then, you know, another go-to for me is uh, Police Story, Jackie Chan's Police Story, the mm. first one. You know, that that's a movie I first watched when I was, I would have been 10, I guess, when I first watched it. And I was just right. like, you know, who is this human dynamo? And how is he able <laughs> to do these amazing things that he does on the screen? I don't understand it. Um, and that is a movie, you know, to this day that, I said, I absolutely adore. Um, police story. So, you know, that's something that I watch constantly. Um, and then there's things like, you know, uh, Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, which yeah, I know for beautiful. some people, they, they don't like it. But um, for me, I, I love that movie. I, I just think it's it's just so beautiful to look at, you know, in, in the same way that you kind of find Zack Snyder movies, you know, beautiful to look at. I find that kind of thing, just beautiful to, to watch and it just captivates me. Um But I'm also a big John Woo fan. So I love, like, people firing guns in in slow-mo, you know, and and bullets and blood flying everywhere. Um, You know, one of my favourites in uh, his kind of work is is Hard Boiled, um, which is a movie which is one of my go-tos. I always go back to that movie. Um, But then also there's, you know, documentaries like Buena Vista Social Club, which, you know, Mm. I I just, I've, I've absolutely fallen in love with over the years and I adored that, you know, it, it, it just um, it's so lyrical, like as a film. And the music itself is just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, seriously, if you've never checked out one of his, what if it's the social club before, um, go and look it up because that is mm-hmm. just pff, mm, chef's kiss, just, just perfect, absolutely perfect music. Um, you know, so, so yeah, for me, for films, like it, those would probably be kind of like some of the go-tos, the ones that I kind of will will go to if I'm at a loose end and I really, really want, you know, something to watch. Um, But, yeah, you know, the the thing with both of us, and I guess that's kind of what has brought us together to this podcasting world is because, um, you know, even though we we both kind of love comic books and and superheroes and and all of that kind of thing, our, our tastes are quite broad within world of popular culture and you know we enjoy Mm -hmm. like so much that that comes under that umbrella um i think before we go we should probably talk a little bit about gaming as well because you you did kind of mention it a bit at the top um so i guess the the question for you would be um what's your all-time favorite games console
2: jeez you know what it might be a (sighs) wow (laughs) might <laughs> I know this be... one's going to be hard for
0: you because you had a lot of games consoles, so...
2: Yeah, you know what? It might... Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, Super Nintendo. The reason being, Super Nintendo had a really, really long run and it had some amazing games on there over, the, over its long run. Then I was... I'd, maybe the Nintendo 64... But the Nintendo 64 was only held up by a, by a few games. You know, especially when compared to, like, the Super Nintendo. The, the, the N64 was GoldenEye, one or two other games here and there, but, like, it, it didn't really stand the test of time. Um, and yeah. then the PlayStation... Yeah, yeah, but the PlayStation... Yeah, you know what? It's Super, Super Nintendo is, would, would be the greatest console for me, but my best games... But when I hit a certain age and I appreciated it from an adult point of view, would have been a PlayStation. PlayStation 2. Right. Okay, PS2. Yeah, Yeah, PS2. PS1, because David had it, and my friend David had it, and I used to go to his. But I got the PlayStation 2 myself in my house, my own copy, and I was like, I'm now an adult because I can watch DVDs as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think um, PS two to me, I would probably argue it is still, in terms of like cultural impact, the greatest video games console ever made. Yeah. PS two.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I would argue that because of how much it changed the game. I mean, I know you could argue that um, the, you know the NES system is the one that really broke the mold because it it, it was. Um, You know, such a rapid, a a massive departure in quality from, you know, what was around at the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And because, obviously, it introduced the world to Mario, who's become, you know, an icon um, as much as as many of the other things we talk about. Um, But PS2, yeah, I could could definitely argue that it was greatest. But I think personal favorite in terms of, like, games that I just played over and over and over again um, would probably be the Sega Mega Drive. Which, okay, um, for US enough. listeners, would have been the uh, Sega Genesis. Genesis. I think it was yeah. called in, in the US. Um, but over here in, in Europe, it was called Mega Drive. Um, and I think, yeah, for me, that probably was the one because of there were just so many games on there, like Streets of Rage that I used to play nonstop. Um, mm. you know, what else did I used to play on there? Shinobi. Um,
2: Altered the Beasts.
0: Altered, oh, altered beast, mate! Listen, like yeah, when that came yeah. out in the arcade, I used to love that game. And when it came out on Mega Drive, my god, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I made sure I did chores for like months <laughs> to, to get <laughs> fucking money for that, bro. Months, every chore that was going, I was doing it because <laughs> I wanted that game. And then when I got it, it was like, wow, this is amazing! I'm getting to play altered beast in my own bloody home. Um, yeah, altered beast was another one. Um, what else was there, Road Rash was another one that I used to play a lot Um, Sonic Mm. obviously uh, and Sonic 2 as well Um, yeah god I'm drawing a bit of a blank now no I've said that, oh oh, oh, Echo the Dolphin (laughs) Echo the Dolphin I used to play that a lot
1: oh yeah Echo the Dolphin oh jeez man
0: Mm, that was so hard, you know what else I I played, I think I borrowed it from a, a friend in school and gave it back and I was like no I can't play this um uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker.
2: Heavy game. I had I had it on a master yeah. system. Bad yeah. game, <laughs>
0: flipping hard, notoriously hard. Yeah. And you know another one that was that I did that with as well? Aladdin. To this day I don't pick up Aladdin and try and play that game, bro. That, ah, that you game don't, yeah, it was, was easy on the Super
2: Nintendo. Ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 legendarily hard on, on um like Mega Drive and stuff. Like you still see yeah. people attempting to play it this day complaining like like what the hell were the developers thinking like what are they doing and <laughs> like, this game this game mad you can't play this game uh yeah so yeah laden was was crazy as well so yeah for me it would probably be the mega drive i think that would be the one that was um the game that kind of made the, the impact for me uh, really so yeah uh did you have handheld as, as, as well like a game boy or a, uh,
2: yeah um, i had a, I had a had game, game boy game gear, game gear. Um, mm. I had the Game Boy, I had the Game Gear, uh, I had the Atari Lynx for a little bit, um, and then I had the Game Boy, I had the Game Boy Advance, I then had the, what's it called, what's the one called, where you had the interactive screen, the two screens? The uh,
0: 3DS. 3DS, okay,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. so basically, out. yeah, so I skipped a whole bunch of generations and went straight to the 3DS, and, um, mm. And I love the 3DS. Like, I I really like the interactivity and the forward thinking of Nintendo. And it's one of those things where I remember, like, sitting down years, I mean, this is years, years ago. And basically, Nintendo said that whatever machine they'd ever made, it was always a thing of, like, they wanted it to be a part of your lifestyle. That's like Nintendo's ethos. Like, you know, they want Mm. it to be that you use their products for everything. And I remember them somebody going, like, anything you've ever played has always just always been an evolution of something else. So by the time we have got to, like, the Switch and the Wii, they'd already been forward thinking in the kind of the games that they were putting out there where you had to really inter- be interactive with the game that you were playing, whether it be just through the story or how you play on the machine. Um, like, you know, from, like, down to the, you know, the, sw- the little Swatch games that you have, like, Donkey Kong on your watch or the little handheld mm. Nintendo flip pocket things. They were just like, from back in the 70s and the 80s, we wanted to be a part of your life forever and ever. And the 3DS, I think, as much as the other handhelds really kicked something off, the 3DS really, really got me. Like, I, I used I used it for everything. I used it to, like, you know, that's when I first started my online gaming. I like Mario Kart. Like, you know, the best Mario Kart, which is, like, Super Nintendo Mario Kart. And it, just, and it just allowed you in, to interact with games that weren't possible, you know, or had never seemed possible. Like, you'd have to blow on the screen for certain games, or you'd have to play certain games at a particular day, or a particular time, to be able to access a particular part of the game. Like, the, the 3DS was mm-hmm. wicked for that, man. Wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did have a... a, a... Did I have a 3DS or...
0: No, no, I didn't have a 3DS. I had the DS, the DS Lite.
2: The DS, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so I did have um, one of those for a little while. Never had a Game Boy. Um, The guy in school had one that I was friends with, and he used to Mm. to play it now and again. Um, So I used to play Castlevania on that, uh, because he had Castlevania and Mario. And he had a wrestling game as well, and that was when I was big into wrestling. Um, Yeah. And there was a wrestling game on there as well. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a WWF one. Um, I mean, mm. Yeah, I used to love that, but um, yeah, I never really got like big, big into handhelds. Um, I probably didn't really have a proper handheld console until I got uh, the PSP. Uh, so mm. the PSP, so that probably would have been like the first proper, proper handheld console that, that I had, um, and I loved the PSP. The, the PSP was amazing. Um, you know, it had mm. such like a, again, just a massive library of games. Um, it had those weird kind of UMD discs as well, so you could watch films on it and yeah. stuff. <laughs>
1: um, and then I
0: remember, like, you know, people started learning how to hack it, so you could kind of, like, download films on, from the internet mm, onto mm. it, all of that kind of stuff. So, so, yeah, the PSP was really cool. And then um, after that, like, Sony just were like, yeah, we're done with handhelds. I think they squeezed out the Vita and then stopped support for it like a year and a half later. <laughs> it was just like, okay, mm, mm. what was the point in even producing this then if you are going to cut support? You know, so soon for it, but um, yeah, that was it for the handhelds. But I have to say, I think you know, Nintendo like run that the, the handheld game. I think Sony, realized yeah, 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 that, yeah.
2: easily, honest. easily. I think once context. they once,
0: yeah, I think once they realized they couldn't recapture the, the, the magic of the PSP, they, they, they were just like, Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> like, mm, this is yeah, your market yeah. now, Nintendo, you you run it. Do your thing. Although I suppose um, mobile gaming kind of changed all of that, didn't it as well? Because once mobile phones started, yeah, to, I suppose to get better, yeah. um, then you know yeah. they started kind of eating into that that market. Um, and yeah, the, the rest, as they say, is history. So yeah, that's it really. Um, did you want to add anything else, mate? Before I wrap up?
2: No, that's good, man. I think we've kind of covered. Our like, I mean, well, I mean, to be fair, there's a, there's a whole another chapter of us, you know, leading up to Roulongs, but um, we can save that for the next mm. episode, if anything.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely, man. I mean, this is just to kind of give people a flavour of, of who we are and, and kind of what we're about and stuff, so um, you know, if you enjoyed that, make sure you are following us here on the Stereo app. Um, we also have, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are podcasters and we have an official podcast um, that you can subscribe to. It's available now on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, on Spotify. Um basically wherever you go to get your audio podcast from, you can find it. You just need to type in wulong Talks. Um and as soon as you see us there, hit the subscribe button. Um you'll be get access to our library where we have loads of chats just like the one that you've heard. Um, you know, I said we do movie reviews, um, uh, we talk about the MCU, we talk about gaming. Uh, we have interviews as, as well at times, so we'll have different interviews up on there with people who work in the industry, um, you know, and some have some really fun chats with uh, just some of our friends as well who are into, like, kind of different things. Um, if you're an anime fan, we talk anime on, on there as well, so we've got quite a few anime podcasts on there. Um, so go and check those out. So, yeah, I said, head to um, whatever your favorite podcast app is and type in Woodong Talks. Uh, and you'll find us right there, and you'll be able to subscribe. Uh, We're also on social media as well. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Udon Talks, uh, so you can follow us on there too. Um, And, Rich, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Danger Room Analysis as well?
2: Yeah, so basically Danger Room Analysis is an Instagram page that I run uh, and I have a co-host in there called The Big Owl or Big Owl 85. His name's Alvin. And what we do is that we just, you know, give breakdowns of our favourite action, martial arts, you know, danger scene. But it can be from any medium. So it can be like, you know, film, television, comic books, books, computer games. But we just, you know, we just pick random scenes that we feel like, you know, are just you know, well put together. And, you know, if they somehow contributed to the culture of action movies, like we've said before, there are many different versions of, like, you know, different genres of types of film, and action is, you know, one of the genres that I do love. But I like the way how they've all, you know, especially in the past few years, how they've all melded into one. So we just do reviews of, um, of you know, particular scenes. Uh, the last one we did was uh, Cowboy Bebop the Movie, and the one before that we did was Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. And the one before that we did was the Batman warehouse scene from Batman versus Superman, um, and this week we are actually going to be doing Jason and Argonauts, as in Jason versus the skeletons. So, um, oh, so yeah, so yeah, so yes. you can, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it out, that
0: one. <laughs> one so, of my yeah, and there's a there's a... from movie history, man. Well, there's so, a story.
2: It's not a coincidence that Jason is called Jason. No, that his yeah. mum was a fan of Jason Argonauts movies, so you know mm. that's that's Jason's story. But um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so tune in into that, and um, we've got a whole a whole host of other things co- lined up for that as well, where we're going to be progressing our fitness in regards to staying fit and whatnot. And you know, we've got quite a few people in the fitness industry who are hopefully going to be coming on as guests. But yeah, so we just co- we cover it all, man. You know, we cover the the films, the comic books. We're basically just like another version of Wu but we talk about the the, the violence part of it but only the beautiful violence
0: <laughs> it's got to be beautiful baby no we don't support <laughs> it <laughs> cool all right thanks bro well um thank you everyone for listening as I said um we're going to be doing some more of these what uh what we'll try and do with the stereo uh recordings when they're up is um we'll try and keep them kind of quite light and and kind of easy so we may have um, possibly some chats about uh, some of the trailers that have come out recently because we've missed some of that on, on the main podcast thread so um, we could probably have those discussions here um, and maybe some more kind of Q&A sessions because I said you know stereo is supposed to be like an interactive thing so we'd love to kind of hear from you know the people who are listening and, and get a sense of you know kind of what you're into and the things you like and the things you don't like and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be doing that uh, again shortly, I think. Um, so yeah, maybe next week we'll we'll have another sit down and and, um, and have a, another informal chat like this and and uh, have some fun. But otherwise, thanks a lot for listening along. We really appreciate you as said. Uh, make sure you go and check us out on various social media platforms at Woolong Talks. Um, you can go and check out the the podcast I said on all podcast platforms at Wulong Talks also. Um, and if you wanted to get in touch with us, uh, we do have a, an official show email address, which is wulongtalkspodcast at gmail dot com. So you can always uh, drop us an email if you're the more formal type. All right, um, I think that'll do it, man. So shall we say good night? Yeah, good night. Cool, and it's a good night for me. And uh, we'll see you again hopefully next week. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BritPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters.